Hey everybody, it's Charity Gibson, and I am here with an episode of the Badass Women of Promo Podcast, Coronavirus Edition. Uh, we are all in quarantine, and we're facing some unique challenges, and so today I've brought on two special guests to talk with me a little bit about what they're facing as a woman in promo in this unique time. So with me today, I have Andrea Weston from Bob Lilly Promo, a distributor in Texas, and then I also have Jessica Gibbons-Rausch, uh, who is a marketing consultant with her own company, Trend on Brand. Ladies, welcome to the Badass Women Promo Podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Hello. So excited to have you guys on here. I'm not excited about the fact that we have to talk about this today. Um, excited that I get to talk about it with you guys, but um, it's a lot of pressure, right, what we're going through. So uh, for those listening, uh, if you guys want to introduce yourself and kind of talk about yourselves and uh what you've got going on everybody knows me obviously hopefully if you're listening and if you don't know me i'm charity gibson i work with perilous umbrella and host this shindig over here badass women promo podcast and i am a mother of two i have a stepson who is out of the house and uh, actually living with his biological mom in michigan and he's 19 so he's a little easier uh but also some challenges that come along with that and then i have a 14 year old daughter that is heading into her sophomore year of high school out here so those are my two joys and also challenges and i will give it over to jessica um jessica um so I have a consulting business so i work independently kind of a freelance i left a more corporate job a couple of about a year and a half ago and started out on my own. Um, and I have a five-year-old who's actually going into kindergarten at a new school in a dual language program. So she'll be in 50% Spanish immersion and 50% English, which is a really cool opportunity that a lot of kids don't have and I do not speak Spanish. So that's an even extra opportunity for challenge um, in this bananas time we're in. Um, and I also have the perspective, my husband is a middle school music teacher. He teaches sixth, seventh, and eighth grade band and orchestra. So I'm also seeing a lot of these things from the teaching perspective as well. And Andrea. Yeah, so, well, that's pretty interesting. I, um, I wish I could be in Spanish immersion right now. That <laughs> would be really helpful. So, I, I, so I've been in industry for about uh, 16 years. I work for Bobo Lee Promotions um, in Texas, and I'm a director of programs, handle all of our e-commerce platform. So I work from home out of Houston, and I have worked from home um, for a while. So the, the change of everybody working from home and that being a part of everybody's life now, that, did not, that perspective did not change for me. I have a nine-year-old son that, um, you know, he kind of hangs out with me during the summer anyway, and we've been used to that. So that's really not been too much of a change for, for us. But, um, you know, starting with Bob Lilly, I did start with that company mainly because it allowed me to have that work-life balance that I did not feel like I had before. So that was a huge part of a reason why I joined the company was because it was going to allow me to be a part of my young child's life and take him to football and be interactive. And, you know, if I needed to break for a little while during the day with him, I could do that. So it's, you know, there's been a few changes in our life as far as, uh, you know, what he can and can't do and where we're going and what we're doing. But as far as, you know, the working from home, I feel like that was kind of part of my normal life anyway. 
already. Yeah. And I think, um, I know obviously Jessica, you have a very similar, um, but also kind of different schedule in that sense, because I think you maybe are a little bit more like me in that we would go to trade shows and more client events, uh, traveling here absolutely. and there, obviously from a consulting standpoint, but I mean, I used obviously, to fly a couple times a month and it's, you know, now I don't really go anywhere. Right. But like it's also the perspective of everyone's in my house now. And, <laughs> and they had places to go before. So yeah. I, don't, I've, I posted a couple of videos where my husband's practicing and I'm trying to have a call with a client. I'm like, this is, this is a very <laughs> small space and you are very loud. <laughs> I'm facing the same thing over here. I'm like, we picked a house. Like we didn't need anything extravagant. It's me, my fiance, my daughter. So we picked a very modest two bedroom den with a nice size, small backyard and a community pool. So we didn't have to maintain a pool. It has turf, so we don't have to mow a lawn. And I'm thinking I set myself up for this glorious low maintenance lifestyle. And now we have our community pools closed because of COVID. And all of a sudden my modest sized house has, you know, I'm like, I'm set up with my whole trade show booth in my dining room and we can hear each other on phone calls. We're fighting for bandwidth. And then actually just before we got on this call, I was telling Andrea before Jessica logged on that my daughter comes walking in. I don't know what she's doing. She hasn't been waking up before noon for the entire summer, which, so that's actually been a benefit. Most people are probably like, get out of bed, get your teenagers being productive. I'm like, oh Lord, please sleep in a few more hours so that I don't have to make you lunch or figure out how to keep you entertained. So she woke up early today and she got dressed because she got new shoes. So she's all excited. She's putting pictures on Visco and then she's like, mom, I'm bored. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? I don't know. I want to go to Starbucks. I'm like, okay, I can't take you to Starbucks. I have a call at 12. I have a call at one. I have a call at two and I have a call at three. So after my three o'clock call, I can take you. She's like, that's four hours from now. What am I supposed to do for four hours? I'm like, do a puzzle. I don't know. So Andrea, you said you, you had success telling your son to figure it out, which I think that's a yeah, positive. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, it's just, it just becomes my policy um, is, you know, I, I, the summertime, I really do try to dedicate um, really, you know, pre COVID try to dedicate a lot of time during the summer to him. And, um, you know, once during the day break, and we go ride a bike or we try to do something. And I, but right now it's just a little different. I know it's the end of the summer, but this has been a long summer. Right. I mean, it started like before March. So we've been doing this for a while. And at this point, um, trying to figure out our, you know, our, what we're doing now is very different foundationally than what we could do before. And so I think a lot of effort is having to go into that, into our work effort uh, a little more than, than it was before. So my, my whole you know, this summer, it's really been a lot towards the end of the summer. Like now it's, it's really been figured out. Like you need to go figure it out. You need to find something to do, pick up a stick, find a rock, get dirty, like do something, find a, an animal to mess with. I don't know, a lizard, <laughs> figure it out. So yes, that has been, that has been my policy uh, for the, at least the last month is uh, you're a boy, go get dirty, uh, figure it out find some things. It's the summer of like 1980 guys. We got to get back to, you know, less electronics and get in the mud. And so he, you know, he, he figures it out after a little bit. 
after like that. nine hours, like I said, <laughs> at the end of the day, him and his friends have figured it out by the end of the day, by the time it's, you know, time to wind down and they're ready to, they're ready to keep playing nicely and, and they're having fun. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, time for dinner and bed. So, yeah, no. So obviously <laughs> this is, this is summer. And so we're kind of obviously going through the, it's okay to not have so much structure. It's okay to go outside and play. And now Jessica, I know you have a really unique situation. So I guess all three of us are facing and along with every other parent out there. Um, you know, I, I know I'm in Arizona. And so for us, things are just ridiculous right now on top of being ridiculous anyway. So we were offered a full online opportunity for our kids or fully in person. Like there was no middle ground. Originally there was a hybrid and then they said no. And, um, so we were forced to choose by uh, July 15th what we were going to do with our kids. And then finally, the school board came out in a meeting on Monday afternoon and said that we now have three options. It's either fully online with a completely online curriculum that's through the school district or fully in person, like the kids will run their normal five-day-a-week schedule, seven to two or we can choose to have our kids do a virtual learning, which means they are gonna run their full schedule, but they will do it online with like, some kids will be in person running their Monday through Friday and they'll just be a, a camera set up in the classroom. So our kids then will be able to log in and be in class essentially with their colleagues and you know their, their friends and things like that. And then when they feel comfortable, they can then push into the full online model. So at first I was like, this is perfect then. My child will just have a seven to two, it'll be great, it'll be awesome, and uh, she'll be able to you know, make some friends in class somehow, it'll be different, but at least it's structured and it's kind of gonna model, and then she can push in when she's ready, as long as there's not any problems. Um, and then I sat through Spark Online, <laughs> and it was a great way to spend my afternoon, but at the end of that four hours, I was so exhausted. I'm like, okay, that Zoom fatigue, I'm like, that was, you know, one day, four hours. Whew, that was a lot of online. And I'm thinking about my daughter and she's going to be on Zoom essentially from seven o'clock in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon, five days a week. And so now wow. I find myself, you know, our school starts August 3rd here. And so I'm finding myself freaking out. Like maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe that was the wrong choice. Maybe she just needs to do online. So it's just three classes at her own pace. And so I know I just am backwards besides myself. And then I know Jessica, you have, like I said, when we started a totally different perception too, because you have a teacher in the house. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about that. What do you guys have planned for going into the school year? And when is that supposed to start? Well, and I, um, my mom was a teacher, so I grew up in the world of educators. And whenever you are in a different school district, you know, things don't normally line up. You'll probably have like a spring break that won't line up or something like that. Um, and my husband's school does start much earlier than my daughter's. And, you know, she's in kindergarten. So it's her first time going to like a real school, not a private daycare that does preschool. Um, so it's a lot of new things anyway. And her school doesn't start until after Labor Day. Um, so not until I think September 8th. And his school starts on August 10th. So originally what we do in that middle ground is she'll go stay a week at each grandparent and then just like a vacation because that way she can go and have fun and, you know, whatever. And obviously with the way things are, that's not necessarily possible. And 
her program is going to be virtual, which like I said, it's a dual language immersion and I don't speak Spanish. So this is going to be unique for both of us to learn. Um, but my husband's is going to be probably a hybrid model where the at least the teachers will be required to go in the school every day. So there's a potential of him getting exposed to 300 kids a day um, in this model, which puts him at high risk, which means that my daughter and I actually would be moving with, in with my parents so that he can come home and not have to isolate himself in our very tiny townhouse. Um, and he can just kind of relax and be because of all the stress he's going to have to maintain during the day. Um, but having him at like, it's kind of what doctors sign up for. It's not what sick teachers sign up for. Um, and things like he might have to wear a scrub cap and extra PPE in order to go into the classroom and to be safe. So this has been a huge stressor on us lately, just the idea of us having to move away from him so that we can all be safe at the same time. Um, and while it'll be so much fun for my daughter and it'll be good to have the help of my parents, my mom actually taught Spanish. So she's ready to jump in and help out. Um, but just to have to be apart for something like this, it's so, it's so frustrating. Um, and I can also completely see why it's making a lot of women have to think about, you know, are you going to stay in the workforce? Are you going to be able to be there with your child who's on Zoom meetings for five hours a day and make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing and still be doing your job at the same time? Or like I'm finding a lot of times I'm working much later at night so that I can be more available during the day, mm -hmm. um, which has its benefits, but is also exhausting after a time. Yeah. And, and what does that right. look like? And how, how will we bring people back into the workforce when it's a possibility. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and then you, you run into the fact too, you know, like as far as the in-person trade show model and I mean, the idea that you guys have to be apart for an indeterminate amount of time as well. And then what happens if he does fall ill and there's mm -hmm. no one to care for him. And I just, the, the uncertainties and the unknowns to me are, are mind boggling. Um, Andrew, you mentioned that you're a little bit more obviously set up for, you know, the working from home and you're used to kind of mm -hmm. having your son home, you know, during the summers, obviously with curriculum changes and things like that. Do you guys have an all online? Are you planning to go in school and how does that work with your other half? Yeah, they, they actually gave us recently um, the option to do either um, in school on campus or do online um, distant learning. And I did get word today that that might change. Um, again, and they've been thinking about some sort of hybrid options like you were talking about. Um, so I think that they may, that may change. And honestly, my, my view on this right now is that um, I'm just going to choose to be positive and to, I'm going to choose joy, whichever way that this goes, because there's really not a whole lot of that that I can control. Um, you know, and, and if they give us an option, I'll make an, I'll make a choice. But if that changes, then we're just going to have to be fluid. I did choose for my son to go back to school. Um, I chose for him to be on campus. And, you know, I, I, after a lot of thought, you know, my thinking was there was, they did a poll in our area um, and half of the people just wanted to keep their kids at home, half wanted to send them back. So I was thinking, well, if we send our kids back and there's only half the kids in the school, maybe that could be better for him. Maybe he could learn, uh, maybe he could get, have a smaller class size. Maybe that would work for him. Maybe he could, maybe with some of the ways that they're set up, it might be less distraction for him. So I'm, 
I'm really trying my hardest to choose to try to find some of the positive things, um, you know, out of this that could possibly happen just because I feel like otherwise I would get buried in just all the craziness of, you know, how different this is going to be for him and how concerning it is for me that I feel like either choice, all of the choices, I feel like somebody loses and, um, you know, and his education and him growing up and him learning is a huge concern on my plate and making sure that he has a good education, but then also everyone's safety, you know, like, uh, you know, Jessica's husband and people who were are teaching and people who are there on a daily basis and, and the concern for everyone's health. So again, I just, I feel like we are set up in my household. My husband has a very flexible schedule and, um, you know, I have a fairly flexible schedule. I actually, for a distributor, I actually personally traveled quite a bit before because I live in Houston, but I'm, my office is in Dallas. And we have a lot of clients in Dallas that I help service. And so I actually would fly up to Dallas quite often, maybe a couple times a month, and then maybe drive up there a couple times a month, just depending on how long I need to stay. So I actually did travel quite a bit before this. And so that has all come to a halt, which has actually freed up my husband's schedule. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's still a lot of change either way. Yeah. I told my sister actually on a phone call, we were actually were talking about something different, but it applies to this. And like, I'm just so tired of having to choose between the lesser of two evils. I would love to have, right. Like I'd love to, to get back to like, Oh man, I have two really good choices. And I like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss the opportunity by picking one or the other. Like that, those are kind of the days that I miss. I realized how fortunate I was to have so many of those. Um, you know, and now I feel like we're just faced with a lot of the the lesser of two evil choices. And I think, I mean, I guess the, the other component to this is too, I mean, obviously none of us are single parents, but I, I think about that too. Oh, I am a single parent. Um, however, I am definitely, you know, fortunate to have Damon here, you know, helping out. Obviously he's come in at a time when she's older and that's the other advantage too. I'm like, I feel so lucky that this happened when my child is 14. I'm like, she's basically a small adult. Um, However, I think like a lot of parents, uh, you know, in addition to having the, how do we help our children and the parental guilt, there's a lot of positives. I think that come from this, like you're saying, these kids have a lot of opportunity to figure it out. They have a lot of opportunity to learn in a different way. And I do think that as parents, we have an opportunity to teach our kids to be adaptable, even though we know like there's these things that they're missing out on. Like I want my daughter to have prom and I want her to go to homecoming and I want her to have, you know, all of these experiences. But I realize those are my experiences. And I had such a good time in high school and I loved my friendships that I made. But just because she doesn't have those doesn't mean she's not going to have memories and doesn't mean she's not going to learn and doesn't mean that she doesn't have the opportunity and that all of these kids don't have the opportunity to do something bigger and better than we did. And I don't know how to really articulate that except to say, Jesse Itzler says, if nobody told you how to do your job, how would you do it? And this is a time for all of these kids and all of these parents who have never done this job before. We don't know how to do this job. And if everything is figure outable, I think that if we can change our mindset as adults and be leaders in the situation, we have a cool opportunity to let these kids 
be some of the decision makers and blaze the trail a little bit and show us how to do things and how to adapt to things and maybe teach us a little something. But man, in the middle of all this, it is hard and it is tough to get over the parental guilt and the mother guilt and the, I don't know if I'm going to make the right decision guilt. (laughs) I'm like, there's just so many, so many variables there. Um, As we're talking, do you guys have any, I, I mean, I, I know I don't have great solutions. My solution was uh, put my kid online and buy an RV and just get the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> so, it sounded fantastic, by the I way. Mean, <laughs> it's really kind of, I'm like, give her experiences. Of course, I thought I was being unique. No, apparently there's an entire movement and an RV shortage and beaches are full. And so um, we actually so, went yeah. camping for the first time. Um, I'd always been like, hey, we should go camping. We should go camping. But we always did other things. And this year we're like, there's nothing else to do. Let's go camping. And it was so much fun. It is fun. And that kind of return to nature, I'm excited to have these, you know, these memories, but from a learning perspective, somebody that maybe doesn't have these opportunities or doesn't know how to camp or do you guys have any suggestions or Mm -hmm. tips and tricks for people trying to make these decisions for themselves or, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, maybe the back to school is not necessarily everyone's cup of tea, the in-person learning, but maybe small group sessions in somebody's house with two or three kids. Maybe they can help each other be accountable and maybe that's a little bit less risk or I don't know what, like if we're brainstorming together, what solutions do you think we could offer to people listening to help solve this problem together? How <laughs> like, do make it easier yeah, for people? I, I- Well, I actually was talking to some of my friends about this earlier today. So it's really funny that you say that we actually were talking with some of our neighbors in our neighborhood um, about doing that exact thing about um, if if we decided to have the kids stay at home, then maybe there are a few houses that we can put together where we just kind of teach each, you know, each, each house can teach something different. Um, you know, or maybe do some sort of like supplemental learning. And honestly, my comment today was that, you know, after I found out that they might change, because we had all made a decision and we've already signed our kids up for a certain thing. They're going to go a certain way. You're either staying at home or you're going on campus. Well, now they may make a change. My comment was really that I think it's going to be so important for this generation to, and again, my son's nine, so it might be different for a teenager, but I think it's going to be really important for our kids to have hands-on learning, life learning, street smart, learning a trade. Um, those are going to be things I think that now that we've been through this pandemic and we're seeing that essential jobs and certain, there's certain jobs and certain things, certain skills that are super important, I think it's really important for us to, you know, focus on that a little more than and uh, then, then really even, you know, is he going to make a good grade in math? Well, that's obviously important for lots of reasons. But I think it's made me focus a little more on getting out, focusing on, you know, family time and teaching our son the skills that we know and what our family trade is and what his, you know, my husband's trade is and um, what he may have some innate skills being able to do with his hands and and woodworking and stuff like that. So I, we're just kind of, we kind of talked about that today. And I, so I think it's, I think it does take a whole, you know, it takes a, a village to, to raise a child. 
Yeah. And I think to that point, I think a lot of people, especially parents are so worried that their kids are going to be behind. Mm -hmm. Well, behind what? Like who created those rules of where they're supposed to be right now? You know, I'm hoping I can get my child to be, learn how to read. But if honestly, if by the end of the year she can't, she's still going to be okay. You know, that's, it's not going to be, they're, they're all kind of in the same boat and we don't need to be pushing this. And we spend so much time during the year doing things like standardized testing and things anyway, maybe we can take those out and give them a little more of a breather. So they're not in a zoom class five hours a day, but they could do something else so that they learn something else. You know, like what, what is the standard that we're trying to hold them to let them be who they are. Yeah, exactly. What I was just going to mention that the mindset shift that is required during this period of time where the standards that we hold others to and ourselves to and our children to like all of a sudden the measuring stick I believe has changed. And I, I even think it's a good tie into what we were talking to earlier too. Um, the, I even think that the standards around how we do business. And I think that this filters exactly into education, like who determines the rules and who determines what standards we have to meet. And it was the, um, we were talking about getting ready for this call today and uh, Andrea messaged, she's like, is it going to be video or audio? I'm like, girl, we're doing audio because like, heck, if I'm going to do my hair today, like I've had so many Zoom calls and so many other things, but it's true because if you get on a Zoom call and you don't have your video on, there's a good chance you're going to get Zoom shamed, right? Like, oh, well, you need to turn your camera on, Charity. I'm like, no, actually I don't. And who is setting the standard, I think is super important. And I love that, like today, we're just showing up and this is how we are. This is who we are. We're talking about, you know, our opinions on things and nobody has the right answers. We came into it with that, obviously. You know, Andrea, you put your kid in school. I'm keeping my kid out of school. Jessica, you're teaching your kid Spanish, trumpet, all these kinds of cool <laughs> things. I'm like, I'm going to come to your house because you have muffins on we Fridays. We also do baking on Fridays. I'm so. saying the muffins on Fridays. <laughs> and I think I love, love, love that both of you guys mentioned it just really, to me, comes down to mindset. So, Andrea, you mentioned, you know, we're going to stay positive, we're going to be fluid we're going to roll with the punches a little bit and just be adaptable. And what a great skill for kids to learn to be adaptable. Um, I know when I was in school as a kid, I moved around. um, I went to, I moved 21 times in 20 years. And so I think I counted that I went to 12 different schools growing up. And now all of a sudden people would be like, Oh, that's tragic. I'm like, but is it really? Because I can walk into a room of strangers and I feel completely at home. And by the time I leave, guess what? You guys are all my friends and you guys have witnessed this firsthand because guess what? I walked into a room and you were a stranger and now we're friends. So like to me, <laughs> that is an important skill. And sometimes I also, not even a real room, sometimes a virtual one, a virtual room. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, Jessica, you mentioned too, you know, it sucks that you're going to have to potentially maybe be away from your husband. And that is unfortunate, but at the same time, what is your daughter going to learn and how is she, she's going to, you know, have your mom as a built-in Spanish tutor and, you know, all of these different things. I think, you know, obviously as business women and as strong women in the industry, um, we come at things naturally. I don't know, maybe not naturally, maybe we were just taught this and I can't figure out where it came from, but we come at things with a solutions mindset. And instead of complaining, we constructively think. And I, so I love that this is how we're approaching the situation. I can just hope that everybody listening maybe kind of comes at it with the same, um, uh, openness, I guess. And that the conversation would be less about what are you doing with your kid? That's wrong. That's wrong. This is why, this is why. And instead 
let's maybe talk about what are potential solutions. And so the idea that, yeah, we can maybe meet in small groups and maybe if, if we get five parents together in a community and each parent takes a day, well, that's cool. Then that means I have four days of work and one day of pretending to be a teacher. And if I get to pick my subject, we are learning how to make coffee, like perfecting the perfect cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm going to teach these kids how to keep a house clean, separating laundry. <laughs> like, I well, and there are skills out skills. there that a lot of kids don't have that like, like making basic food things. And how do you schedule right. your day? Like, we've always made Maddie a part of like, are you going to do your little workout? When are you going to making her a part of that process is something that we wouldn't have done before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Kaylee, like I've seen a lot of kids, um, in the industry, of course, my daughter is, I have to be very careful about how I bring her into my work things because she's like, not, she's kind of promo averse. <laughs> so I'm trying to just gradually bring her in but I'll have her help me record videos or um, like she's helping me with a TikTok later to help uh, with, with Meg Erber. And we're doing a, something for Brandvate with our little t-shirts and our jean skirts. So we're going to do a duet on TikTok. So um, trying to help her use her skills and bring them into my business and the stuff that I'm doing here. So totally agree with you, both of you guys that I think, you know, bringing them into the trade and letting them see what you do and giving small tasks that um, this generation, I think, has some really unique skills that we just don't have and we should be utilizing those. Now, the best part about this is that I can continue to pay her in Starbucks for a little while. Pay her all yet, but um, yeah, no, so I definitely, I appreciate your guys' thoughts on that. Is there any your other- Your daughter's higher than our, mine is, so I completely understand. <laughs> Uh, her, her wages are higher. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any other things that you've maybe heard in the community or um, any other concerns that are out there that we can maybe bring to light, even if we don't have solutions? Like, what's what are you hearing from the moms and the, the dads and the parentals out there? I think we're kind of all in the Ooh. same boat where you have to remember yeah. that you know, I've seen that meme go around a couple of times. We're all in the same storm, but we're all in different boats. So just because like, I, I wouldn't want to send my daughter right now, but that doesn't mean that I would hold it against anyone else who needs to. There's so many reasons that other people have that they have their own situation that they need to adapt to and being respectful of everyone's choices. Because I think on top of everything, we have this impossible decision to make. We're in such an unknown place. And on top of it, you're going to judge my decision to do what I'm going to do is so much harder. So let's cut each other a little bit of slack and like, Hey, how can we, how can we get there together rather than saying, well, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. That being said, please wear your mask. <laughs> I love that. Andrea, any other talking points? Uh, you know, I really agree with that. Um, I, I, I think, uh, it's just, it's really been a lot of hard decisions for a lot of people. And I think some of the things that, you know, working moms are up against is also, you know, while all of that is so important for us to think about, and it's at the top of our list, then we also have to maintain, um, you know, our happiness with our bosses and our company. And do my coworkers feel like I'm pulling my weight? Am I doing a good job? Do my clients feel like I'm present and there and I'm answering everything correctly and am I doing a good job? I feel like as a woman in general, 
sometimes I feel a little bit like I have to prove that, especially if I'm working with a lot of men. And even in 2020, I still feel like I have to do that. So I feel like being a mom, sometimes it does, you know, that work-life balance, again, it comes in and sometimes definitely one does pull harder than the other. And right now I feel like everybody's life is pulling quite a bit. And so I'm having to just stay cognizant of the fact that I do still have work that has to be paid attention to. And so that I feel like it's just, you know, it's still just finding that, that good balance for everybody, whether you really, whether you're a stay at home mom or you work, there's still a lot of challenges right now for everybody. Yeah. And to, to Jessica's point too, um, and you might've mentioned this earlier along those same lines of, you know, kind of balancing everything and, making sure we're caught up on work and trying to take care of the kids. There's also the maintaining like the health and fitness aspect and the mental wellness aspect and the, um, Jessica, you mentioned you find yourself working earlier hours. I've always worked early and now I find myself working early, working late saying I'm going to take off for this and then not constantly just trying to get back to emails. And I feel like this I don't know if you guys feel it, but I have this just weight on my shoulders. I know that everybody is working so hard right now and that if a distributor has something coming in that, you know, their next meal might depend on them getting that order and we have to be quick. We have to, you know, get them the information. We know that they're out there fighting for marketing dollars and some are doing extremely well. They've made the shift to PPE or they've got programs that are just really conducive to um, this market right now. And so there are some distributors out there that are absolutely crushing it, like bigger numbers than they have ever seen in the history of promotional products. Um, and some aren't, some still don't know who to call their, you know, their customers aren't buying. Maybe they've got a little bit more tenure and they don't have the same skills necessary to adapt in this marketplace. And I feel this just tremendous pressure personally to just help everybody that I can all the time. And, um, you know, it, it affects my personal life. It affects my, you know, I don't have gym time anymore because I can't go to the gym. And so I'm like, that's all right. You know what? I'll go on a walk later. And then later is nine o'clock at night and I need to play with my kid or, you know, I need to uh, watch a movie with Damon or, you know, cause it's finally cool though in Arizona by then. <laughs> so you should be, <laughs> yeah, we, we get to a balmy like 102 <laughs> by like nine o'clock at night. Right. So it's good. But that, <laughs> that to me, I feel like that's the other thing is being able to set those boundaries and knowing that it's not selfish, it's necessary. And I know that as women, especially as parents, especially some of those things, um, some of those boundaries are a little bit harder to set than others. And it's not, you know, nothing again, not denigrating to men, but I do feel that sometimes men have an easier time setting boundaries. And I don't know why that is, but it's like, nah, that's just how it is. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes I envy those traits, right? Like, all right, there's nothing prohibiting me from being like that, except my own mindset and my own stubbornness getting in my own way. So that would be my piece of advice, I guess, for everybody listening is, um, get out of our own way. And so when we're be respectful of others, respect other people's opinions and get to the reason of why they're doing things. Um, but then also give ourselves some grace as well and, um, be, be open to listening to our minds and our bodies and, um, be diligent about getting ourselves on a schedule and, um, enforcing some of those boundaries because sometimes we get a little 
flexible on our boundaries and that's not always good <laughs> shouldn't compromise on the things that we know we need because people depend on us can't fill yeah. from an empty cup to sound super cliche <laughs> <laughs> but also uh, it's cliche for a reason and, well that's true cliche because it's true all right, ladies. Well, with that, I just want to thank you guys both for being here. Um, I just hope that we can continue to be positive. I appreciate both of the um, both of your opinions and the insights that you bring to the table. And for anybody listening, just in the comments, if you have questions, if you have solutions, if you have no idea what you need to post, but you know you need to post something. Um, we're all here for you in this community and we may not have all the answers, but at least we have friendship and we're all in this together as cheesy as that sounds like another cliche saying, um, but I just want to thank everybody for uh, listening to the Badass Winter Promo podcast and for your support. Uh, excited to be taking on some tough issues and I just wish that all of you stay well, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, just continue to be badasses. Thanks again and we'll, uh, we'll catch you all next time.